It is a real blessing to be here today on Search the Scriptures, to have this time to open up God's Word and study with all of those who have tuned in to listen and prayerfully to study along with us. We hope you have the opportunity to have a Bible there and read along with us, but we know that many of you are probably driving along in your cars or you're busy at work or doing some other activity and you're taking this time to be able to listen along while you do those other activities. And uh, we appreciate so much you tuning in. If you're listening for the first time, we hope and pray that you'll be impressed by the fact that we actually teach the Bible on this radio program. And that's not something that should be just a no-brainer. Maybe it should be, but it's not the case so many times anymore. There's so much in religious circles that goes on that just does not teach much Bible. But here on Search the Scriptures, we strive to stay true to God's Word. We want to bring Him glory by teaching His Word accurately and effectively. And the bottom line again is that He be glorified. We appreciate all of our regular listeners, and we hope that you are growing in your knowledge of the Bible and that you are coming closer and closer to be able to make your right decision as to what you're going to do about following God, God's way. And we do care about you, we pray about you, and pray for you all of the time. It's great to be here today to study along with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's great to be on the program for me to study with our audience, and I second everything that you said. I appreciate our audience so much that you listen to us and rely on the understanding of God's Word to cause you to draw nearer to Him. It's good to be on the program with you, Gary, and with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I am certainly blessed to be with you both on the program today as well. I'd like to extend my word of welcome to all those listening to us. We're certainly glad that you've tuned in. And you know, you think about, fellas, what we have around us in our society in terms of abundance. And you can think about an example like food. You know, we're accustomed to going into the grocery stores and seeing aisle after aisle after aisle of shelves stocked full with food. That's right. You know, if a couple or some friends want to go out and have a meal at a restaurant, most of the time they're going to have a bit of a quandary trying to figure out, well, where do we want to go? There are just so many choices available to us, an absolute abundance. You think about the clothes that we wear. You know, we have so many choices there also. I mean, if someone wants to participate in retro styles, you can find that. If you want the latest trendy fashions, you can find that, and virtually everything in between. We have a real abundance in our society. But so often we miss the fact that where we really need to be focusing our attention is on the abundant life that our Lord and Savior spoke about. And I think we should understand that as meaning eternal life or salvation. Absolutely. John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus said, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's and right. I think your application is exactly right. He's exactly right. He's talking about spiritual life mm -hmm. and the ultimate fulfillment of that is eternal life. Mm -hmm. You know, Dennis, uh, I remember hearing a story or maybe reading a story many years ago and I believe it was from the setting of the old Soviet Union before that, that system collapsed and broke into different nations. 
but at that time, of course, they were quite our rival uh, militarily and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and also uh, politically to some extent, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I remember the story about, I believe, a lady who, were, who was visiting in this particular country, and there was a guide that was taking her around place to place and showing her this site and this particular aspect of life in the United States. And, and she kept responding, you know, well, yes, along the line, well, that's, that's nice, but of course we have just as good in, mm -hmm. in the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, he took her into a supermarket, I believe, mm -hmm. and she stood there basically speechless, I mm -hmm. believe broke down and cried mm. because they had nothing like that in the Soviet Union yes. on a common basis for mm -hmm. the common person to just walk in. And as you said, we can go everywhere yes. to find that. We do. Any neighborhood virtually. Yes. And Some I remember, common. yes, I remember a, a, you know, a story of another couple coming out of, I believe, a former Soviet bloc uh, country and then coming to the United States and they got their first paycheck, I believe, and they were so excited. They went into some store like a Walmart or a Target or something, and they were just going crazy because <laughs> they had so many choices. <laughs> yes. They just weren't used to that, yes. to that kind of access. And, you know, we've got the access to the Bible yes. on a daily basis and so many of us just pass it by, ignore it, don't even think about it. Unfortunate. And yet that will be the source, as you said, of the most abundant life that man can look to. It certainly is. Right. Now, we want to talk about that in this new series of, of studies. We're going to spend a little time on this. Uh, not a tremendous amount of time, but probably two or three weeks. We want to talk about where do you find and how can you find real happiness and fulfillment and meaning and direction and hope in your life. And yes. I think all those go together. Yes, certainly. Now, that's a, quite a question, though, isn't it? It really is. You know, because so many people are focused on that very thing, Gary. They're looking for happiness, and if you watch them, if you listen to them, you would think it's an absolutely elusive thing. Yes. And for a lot of people, it is elusive. Yes. Despite the abundance of everything that we have, mm -hmm. or with a little hard work, we can get. Yes. People are still not happy. And, and I think, Dwayne, because happiness is not really found in things, and we want to talk about that a little bit later, mm -hmm. but you know, this is, when you said elusive, Dennis, mm -hmm. boy, there are all kinds of articles written, there are television programs, there are movies that are written, there are, there's book after book after book that's written. I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't publications, you know, magazines that are entirely devoted to finding happiness or right. something like that. People pay a lot of money to go to workshops to learn how to be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, it's not that elusive, folks. It's just that people are looking in the wrong places and they don't know really, I think, what happiness 
really is in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, it's unfortunate, Gary. I, I think, uh, as the old proverbial saying tells us, if happiness came up and hit some people in the face, they still wouldn't know it. Yes. They get mad. <laughs> yeah, they might get yes. mad. Wouldn't know what it was. And yet, and yet marriages are torn apart, fam uh, families are broken up because one, either the husband or the wife or maybe both, they look at each other and say, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I need to find happiness. Now we're being told in the radio and television and all of these publications that we're supposed to be happy and people aren't happy and we buy into it mm -hmm. yes. without really stopping and, and, and really analyzing, well, what is this? Mm -hmm. what, what is this happiness that I think I don't have and that I need to have and that I need to go out looking for? And as you said, they wouldn't know. Yeah, and it's, it's so sad, Gary, because so much of this pursuit for happiness, I believe, is rooted in pure selfishness. I think you hit the nail on the head. Selfishness. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've told the story a number of times. I talked with a young woman one time who was breaking up her marriage and her family, literally. And her explanation was, as it was told to me, was, uh, and uh, the account was relayed to me, but I knew the young woman very well. And her explanation for breaking up the marriage and destroying the family basically was, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. and, and, but then she went on and said, I don't know what's going to make me happy. Yeah. I just know it's not going to be with you. I've tried to make myself be happy. When it, she didn't know what happiness was. No. She didn't know what she was looking for. How no. would she know if she found it? How would she know whether she was happy or not? Mm -hmm. Selfishness is insatiable. And yes, it is. You're certainly not going to find it by being selfish. That, that's exactly right. Now, we need to realize the real source of happiness. A lot of people look to very superficial sources, mm -hmm. unfulfilling sources for fulfillment. Now, that's certainly, I'm, I'm not using double talk there, I know that is self-contradictory. It is. Mm -hmm. They look to unfulfilling sources for fulfillment. Well, it's not surprising that they don't find lasting fulfillment. That's right. And they look to sources that ultimately will make them unhappy to try to find happiness. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen either. No. People turn to alcohol and drugs. Mm. Now, there are there, there, those pathways only lead to unhappiness and self-destruction. Mm -hmm. In fact, as I used to tell teens uh, a number of years ago when I worked with teens uh, a great deal, if you get involved in drugs, you've got two ultimate destinations. One or the other is almost certain to be yours. You're either going to end up in jail or you're going to end up dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One or the other. Yes. Now, Alcohol is similar. You don't find happiness in a bottle. No, sure don't. And if you can empty the jails of every individual who ended up being put in jail because of a crime related to drugs or alcohol or both, the jails would be close to being empty. They would. 
across yes. the land. You could eliminate the vast majority of them. Vast majority. Mm -hmm. Vast majority. I've done a lot of jail ministry work, mm -hmm. and I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke here. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look to at a man an account that we can learn from, I think. I certainly hope that we, I hope that we can. And he had the opportunity, you talk about superficiality and, and, and uh, just uh, surface level sources of happiness. He had access to about anything he wanted. Yes, he did. Anything he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that if he wanted to have all kinds of illicit sexual relationships, mm -hmm. a lot of people look, to happy, look for happiness there. Mm -hmm. Again, that's fleeting, temporary, doesn't last. Even violence. Some people turn to violence to try to be happy, yeah. which makes no sense whatsoever. When you think about this man, Gary, another thing he had access to, if he would not have been the richest man in the world, he certainly would have been within the top two or three. Very possibly. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're talking about Moses. Mm -hmm. And let's read in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25. You want to read that, Joanne? Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. Moses, and I think how we should understand that is when it, when it says choosing to suffer affliction with the people of God, I think we can boil that down and say Moses chose to follow God. Yes. Rather than to enjoy the, how is it put? Passing pleasures. Passing pleasures of sin. The King James Version, I believe, renders that fleeting pleasures of sin. Another word we could use would be temporary. Temporary. Mm -hmm. uh, we could say surface level. Again, we're yes. talking about superficiality. Mm -hmm. This is not lasting. These pleasures that are associated with these various sinful practices and endeavors. When people turn to illicit sexual relationships and and, and activities, they don't get lasting happiness out of that. Right. No. When that people turn to alcohol or drugs. All right, there might be a momentary moment of pleasure there, but you come down from the high quickly, and you've got to get right back there, and then you've got to do it more frequently and have greater amounts to get back to where you were. That's all momentary, temporary, yeah. surface level, fleeting. That word fleeting is very expressive. I think about the wind blowing in my hand. I can feel it, but there's nothing there. And then after a while, even that feeling is gone. You're and right. I never saw it. It went so fast. Yes, it went so fast. Excellent way to, to try to describe that. Mm -hmm. Moses chose to go beyond that. Now, what about that next verse there, Dennis? That's uh, an interesting verse as well, Gary, and I think gives us a little more insight into the attitude Moses possessed. In Hebrews 11, verse 26, we're told, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. He was looking at the big picture, wasn't he? He certainly was. He was looking at more than just that fleeting or passing moment. Yes, he was looking down the road. Absolutely. He was looking for lasting, real fulfillment mm -hmm. and happiness. He was.
So he looked beyond that momentary here today, gone tomorrow kind of pleasure. That's right. That comes from that sinful practice. Right. What a great insight he had to do that. Yes. I mean, we don't often think about that. If you read this verse, it's easy to pass it over and just think, oh, okay, that's what he did. Well, it took a lot of insight. It took a lot of commitment and dedication to God to do that. It did, yes. And uh, thank God for the example that Moses gave us on that occasion. Absolutely. Now, Duane, let's turn to Luke (laughs) chapter 12. And let's look at verses 18 and 19. And here we come to another source that a lot of people look to for happiness. Read that for us, please. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Here was a rich man, and he was rich, apparently. Yes. He had a bumper crop one year. His barns wouldn't even hold the harvest. Wouldn't hold it. And so he says, hey, I'll build bigger barns, and then I will kick back and put my feet up, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have much goods laid up for many years. You've yeah. got security. Mm-hmm. Eat, drink, and be merry. Take your ease. Now, that's where a lot of people look for happiness. Sure, they do. Money, mm-hmm. the things money can buy. Mm-hmm. If I only had that job with that salary, mm-hmm. boy, I could be happy. And those who do have that job and that salary sit back and say, look at what I have. Don't I have much? And they take pleasure in that, but they don't realize how fleeting that is. It is. And, but in, in a lot of those cases, though, Dwayne, a lot of people with that much end up very unhappy yes. because they, come to, they can't find that lasting happiness in that much that they have. They, too, look for that next level. Yes. If I only had that job beyond mine, mm-hmm. then I'd be happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. If I could have that car, if I could have that dress, mm-hmm. if I could have that, you fill in the blanks. And because they're used to having what they want, perhaps they go after whatever they see and also want. Uh, one of the reasons we have so many problems with immorality in our society of wealthy people is for that. I have what I want and I want this and I want that. And they go for it. But and that's get themselves not- in trouble. Yeah, and that's not going to give them lasting happiness and fulfillment or meaning in life. No. Now, the rich man, he had a whole new perspective shed on his life, didn't he? And his attitude. He really did. God provided that new perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dennis, how about reading verses 20 and 21 of Luke chapter 12? But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Oh, can you imagine? Talk about being up and down Mm -hmm. in a moment's time. Yes. Kicks back, puts his feet up, tells himself, hey, you have got it made. Mm -hmm. Just take it easy now. Enjoy yourself. Then God says, Let me tell you, 
you're not going to live through the night. Mm -hmm. Then wh whose are going to be all these things you've accumulated and gathered? Right. They're not going to save you. They're mm -hmm. not going to give you another moment's life. New perspective. You will not be happy. Yes. Dwayne, what did Jesus say about looking to riches, materialism, the money, the things money can buy? Nothing wrong with money, not, nothing wrong with having the things money can buy. But if that's where you're looking for happiness, for real meaning in your life, for real fulfillment, Jesus says that's not going to be where it's going to be found. What does he say in Matthew chapter 5, verses 19 through uh, 21? Whoever therefore breaks one of... No, I'm sorry, chapter 6, six. verses 19 through 21. Yes. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So he says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth because it's temporary. He says, thieves break in and steal, moth, you know, rust, all, that breaks down, mm -hmm. yes. deteriorates. Mm -hmm. It's physical. He says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm -hmm. Moth and rust don't consume. They don't break things down. Thieves don't break in and steal. They're eternal riches. And then the key is that verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes. So what you hold most dear, most valuable, Jesus says, that's where your heart's going to be. That's where your life is going to be. Mm -hmm. And if it's in these temporary things that can be here today and gone tomorrow, even riches, economies collapse, then Jesus said, you're not going to find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. We need to learn the, from these lessons. Now, in our next program, we're going to talk about, okay, where can we find happiness and fulfillment, and peace, and meaning, and direction for our lives. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. And we hope that you'll contact us and ask for that free Bible study. We'd love to send it to you. And it is absolutely free. We hope to hear from you today.